Last week, they did choreography that Hannah described as Garbo. They sang the Marley original All or Nothing. And uh, Britney created the Britney code. And that's what you missed on Glee Boot. Glee Boot. Yay. Yeah, they did give it a name, didn't they? The yeah. Britney code. Uh, welcome back to Glee Boot, the show where we get drunk and talk about rebooting Glee, or in this case, talk about a very Glee adjacent adjacent property. <laughs> it's the first ever Christmas special. It's all in black and white. <laughs> and it's directed by Artie and his Glee boyfriend. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, we're talking about Santa Fake. Um, Which we watch on Amazon Prime for free. However, there it has ads. commercials. <laughs> yeah. That ads. is truly evil. Well, yeah. You know, evil is a word. I don't know if it's the word. It is. They. It's awful. Amazon officially the worst. As if they weren't already. But they did Wheel of Time. That's true. They have made some really good shows. Uh, they did also make Camila Cabello Cinderella. Mm. Wow. Hot take. <laughs> it's like Cullen's going in on that Cinderella movie. Uh, yeah, it's one of the worst Cinderella's and there's a lot of them, so that's saying there's something. There's so many of them. Um, so I have some fun updates for the Glee listeners. Uh, I watched West Side Story. <gasps> okay, no spoilers, I'm seeing it on Tuesday. Really good, I cried multiple oh, times. Okay. Uh, I'm excited. And I thought of like, oh my gosh, I'm going Glee did West Side Story. Oh no. Thank you, Glee, for repopularizing the musical. Well, at least it wasn't Clint Eastwood that directed this musical, unlike Jersey Boys, which was a hot fucking mess. <laughs> because someone who probably doesn't like musicals directed it. Didn't you and I go to see Jersey Boys together? No, I didn't see it in theaters. I oh. saw Maybe it in the comfort of my own home ready to scream into the void i was having a fun time that i i love going to see musical movies because they're either garbage uh-huh. or they're really fantastic fun. yeah yeah you really missed a boat then with Derek van hansen i uh I... <laughs> still haven't seen that one it's on I, list. I don't know if i'm gonna see the movie I don't know. I probably will. I like the musical. I like the musical a lot too. The movie's okay. It's not as bad as people say it was, but everyone's just complaining. Is like he's like eighty years old now. He can't play a teenager. I'm like he's so baby faced. It works. I don't. Yeah. Why is everyone screaming? He originated the role. Let's just let him have it. That's how I felt at work. But also I'm... nepotism. Nepotism. I get it. Yeah. At work, I mentioned West Side Story, and everyone's like, "It's so pointless." Blah 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 blah, and I'm like. It was a great experience. Now we have a version of West Side Story that's not not predominantly made up of brown face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like Rita Moreno, who was in the original, who is a Latin person, was forced to wear more brown because she wasn't brown enough. Like, I'm so glad that we got a new version. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, the old one will always be there as a classic, but... But also... Yeah, we have this. Uh, I also sang... Take and also talk by rapper K Dollar Sign Ha at my work's uh, Christmas oh karaoke boy. party. Love it. There's a video circulating of it that I have not seen. Oh, 
well we have to hunt it down <laughs> and put it on the instagram because you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, uh, that's a good idea um any other glup dates um glup dates <laughs> i love and hate that word at the same time it's like how some people feel about the word moist um i just hate it <laughs> um i think oh what are we drinking I am finishing off that Shiraz that I had started last week or the week before. I don't remember which. Uh, from Translations, I think it was called. I think I got it at Walmart, Publix, maybe Target. I think it was Publix, actually. But yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, like I do, I left the red wine on my counter, not in my fridge, just to let it uh, brew some more. You sure you don't do it to annoy me so i feel like i was gonna say <laughs> no i just do it because that's i mean i don't know i've never put wine in the fridge now i put my white wine in the fridge though because white wine should be chilled for the most part yeah but red wine I like, room, I like it room temperature uh, if it's more sour that's fine oh god we are drinking eggnog and whiskey Colin has made us very festive holiday drinks. I did not do spice rum. I was actually editing last week's episode. um, And we had talked about the spice rum and eggnog. And you guys, you fulfilled your promise. Right. We did not use the rum, though, because there was only like, there's like half a shot left. Half a shot of rum in that huge (laughs) bottle. Someone just has to drink it. But. Yeah. Do um, it, do it, do it. Go and get it. Do it right now. <laughs> Maybe. Eh. Maybe later. Maybe when we're talking I mean, about Santa Claus's appearance in this movie. Oh. Oh, oh. I I really wish that I had watched like an episode of Glee with Heather Morris and Damian McGinty in it so I could remember what that was like. So then I would be like, what am I watching? The one where uh Brittany like thinks he's a leprechaun maybe or the is that the same one where she's trying to get him to stay because she thinks that his visas are gonna run out sugar yeah Yeah. doesn't he end up at Brittany's house at some point though he lives he lives he He does yeah he's the exchange student at Brittany's house He's and Brittany's house. Brit- okay. Yeah, and Brittany goes to Santa Fe for Christmas with her family and leaves Rory behind. Also, Ultimate universe. I did not know his his name in this in this I almost called an episode in this movie. I literally went back and forth between calling him Rory and Damian McGinty because I could <laughs> not remember what his name was, even though I'm pretty sure they said it a thousand times. <laughs> they did. Um, I was like, what's his name again? No, I'm trying to think Damien. of it. It's Damien? Wait, no. That's, a, that's the actor's name. Guys, it is the most basic Patrick? Irish name. Yes. yes yeah. yeah. <laughs> the most basic. Also, am I wrong? Or does his accent sound less Irish in this movie than it did in the show? You are not wrong. There are several moments where I was like, I thought he was supposed to have an Irish accent. And it just sounds like he's just so like an american accent yeah 
So did he Americanize it for the movie or did he amp it I think up? He, I think he just got Americanized because he's been yeah, living in America he's been, longer. He's been here for That's true. That's that's valid. Yeah. Um, I want everyone to know I'm drinking from an elf mug. Which, like, by the way, is elf super movie? cute. Did Rafa get that for you? Surprisingly, no. Um, it's very Rafa, but I it got is. it for my work holiday party. Aww. Oh, okay. So it's cute. not elf the movie. It is He's drinking Shaped out like of the skull of an elf. <laughs> he decapitated an elf and ripped off its scalp and top of its skull. And that's what yeah. it is. And But it was painted very festively. So yes. it doesn't even look like a real elf skull. No, it just, it looks like a ceramic elf skull. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, still said skull, though. Skull, yeah. <laughs> ceramic <laughs> mug. There you go. <laughs> it's a skull um i have a, a question okay for us okay favorite christmas songs in general yeah in general not featured in this movie not featured in this well, movie. we'll talk about those later um okay so i'm not like a lover of christmas music unless this, it's christmas yeah. rapping unless it's christmas rapping glee cast version. version the glee cast version yeah. with britney heather morris uh so good listen you still have to listen to the full version of it it's like i question your humanity hannah it's actually I, good it is <laughs> seriously i'm still a human i promise i'm not an elf skull um i like okay i think you have mentioned this on the podcast before colin you like hate silent night i don't you hate prefer it Holy i prefer night. Holy night yeah I actually really like Silent Night, but I think it's like a nostalgic thing because mm-hmm. when I was a kid and I sang in like the like the kids choir for Christmas, I was going to sing that song solo, but the idea ended up being scrapped. But I remember like practicing it a lot and being really proud of being proud of it. So I have like a nostalgia for that song. Yeah, And that's why Hannah left the church. And that's why I love the church. They scrapped my solo and they're like, you're committing idolatry. And I was like, whatever. Um, no. I well, the church, but it was a church. A church. It wasn't the church. <laughs> I was Methodist and then non-denominational. But um, what else? Kelly Clarkson underneath the tree. Oh, that, okay. So there are people who will come up with new Christmas songs and release them and they're trash that one slaps it's so good i forgot it existed i get rid of my amazon music how's it go you're here where you should be so is as the carols sing uh another celebrate alone on christmas day we're not doing it justice (laughs) (laughs) just put it on for her one day colin let her let her hear it i've played it for her before but yeah but it's it's pretty good it's very poppy, but it's very good. Oh, I'm um, not a fan of pop, though. That's true. So I don't good for Glee. I don't like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Fun fact: I used to love the song "Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer" because of how upset it made my mother's stepmother, that grandmother of mine. Um, they had this <laughs> stuffed singing and dancing reindeer that would sing the song. 
and I used to play it and sing along to it constantly and I enjoyed how upset it made her for some reason god I was a horrible child I think Oh, because they scrapped that Silent Night song. <laughs> They're like, my voice is now a tool of rebellion. <laughs> Actually, that predates the Silent Night, but you know what? There's probably a tie there somewhere. <laughs> it's, I'm just picking that as your villain origin story. Um, <laughs> my villain origin story. I haven't seen all the memes that are like, this is my villain origin story. Yeah. What's my villain origin story? <laughs> I was born. <laughs> I was going to say when your parents took your door off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like not even not even able to think of Christmas songs. I um, like all of the classics. I like classic ones. And then I like weird ones that like are definitely religion-esque, religious-based, and then like people who aren't religious have never heard them <laughs> like mary did you know love that song it is pretty that one is pretty that's a uh, first that's a, that's my christmas imagine <laughs> you don't like that one no i which one was christmas imagine uh feed the world that's my christmas yeah imagine. i don't like mary did you know because it makes it seem like she was clueless and i'm like she knew what was going on I like silver bells. Oh, you know what I, you know, the one that I really like, uh, breath of heaven. I listened to that for you. I like no idea what that is. Yeah. That's the one that is, I actually think that I got married. Did you know, and breath of heaven confused because breath of heaven is my favorite, not married. Did you know? Got it. Um, yeah, it's, it's the, the one that I told you about that nobody would know unless you're religious, yeah. but even Cullen didn't know because he's more Catholic That's than just I how am. religious <laughs> you are, Alyssa. <laughs> it's um, really good, though. It's a good song. Yeah, I like Silver pretty. Bells, too. Silver, Silver Bells. That one's pretty. pretty. But it's, like, shopping-focused, so it's very capitalistic. Like, all the minor key classics um like we three kings and mm. hard pass as long as it's in minor key is right. i'm good <laughs> yeah my favorite classics are oh holy night um oh, i had another classic one i was thinking of what child is this minor key um my favorite modern ones are like Great Big Sled by the Killers. Um, Extraordinary Merry Christmas by the Glee cast. Um, you know what? It 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 does a thing. I have a Christmas playlist that I play at work because I'm in charge of music at work and it has a lot of Glee covers on it. And I'm like, ah! Wait, you are in charge <laughs> of music for the whole office? Yeah. That is a huge responsibility. <laughs> Yes, um, I also have on there a Riverdale Christmas song. They're but also, of God rest you, merry gentlemen. But also, like, what a flex! Because if someone complains, you'd be like, "Well, then you fucking pick all the music." <laughs> yeah, um, and then uh, I also have on there one of my favorite Christmas songs, "When We're Together." From Olaf's Frozen Adventure, oh the Christmas oh, short that God. I I'm the only one in the world to enjoy. It made me cry with emotion. Was that Are the one that was before serious? Coco? Yeah. Yeah. 
the 20 and then and then they they removed it by the time i went to see coco they'd already removed it because so many people complained yes because it's 20 minutes long Uh but it is so good and that song is so good and it's one of my favorite christmas songs i really hate to be the one to tell you this but it's not that good it's good it's about being with your family never heard it don't want to hear it anna and elsa have been through so much and then they go through more in the second movie. And it makes way less sense, but <laughs> it makes zero sense. <laughs> the second movie makes How no dare sense. you even try to be like it makes less it makes no sense. <laughs> I the, wanted a movie about Hans. That's where my brain I wanted so Disney has this thing where they don't want to do villains anymore, but I'm like, Elsa is a superpowered character. She needs to go up against a superpowered villain. That's yeah. what I wanted from Frozen. Wait, what was even the conflict of the second movie? We're talking about Santa Fake, right? <laughs> <laughs> Elsa oh, and Santa Fake. Guys, we, Santa Fake is so much longer than an actual Glee episode. We have to start talking about it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to talk about people's favorite Christmas music um, because this movie. <laughs> we started debating Frozen. <laughs> uh, I'm a Frozy. We all know it. Um... Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Alyssa's face <laughs> is both just like disappointed and just like confused. My so mom used to read the Snow Queen to me when I was sick. I loved that story even before Frozen. Um, <laughs> that was so hipster of you to say. Yeah, I was an OG. I like the Snow Queen before Elsa was even put on the screen. Because I remember in college being like, we all need to see Frozen. This is going to be the next movie. Like, I'm so excited for this movie. And all my friends were like, oh, whatever. And then it became like a mega smash hit. And they were all obsessed with it. What's funny is I hadn't even seen any trailers for it. And my cousin was like, hey, like, let's go see a movie. She's like, I already, I've already seen it. But she's like, have you seen Frozen? I was like, no, I don't even know what it's about. Is that about a snowman and like a, a reindeer? <laughs> And she's like, no, 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 it's a, it's like a Disney princess movie. I was like, uh, I was like, okay. I was so pleasantly surprised because I hadn't seen any trailers and had only seen images that involved Olaf. And so I was like, huh, that was pretty good. Then I saw the second. I think the thing with Frozen is the hype around it. Yeah. Makes it more than what it is. And what it is, is just a good Disney movie. Yeah. It's not the second coming. It's not yeah. even, there are things wrong with it too. Yeah. I would say uh, like, there are, there are some things that are above average about it, but. Oh, it's in my top five Disney movies. Spend yeah, it'd probably song, be in mine though? too. No, it's Kristoff's song. Kristoff's <laughs> okay, song. That, that song is disturbing. I love that song. They, they need to scrape it from the movie and remove it Okay, all here's time. the reason, the real reason why I hated the second Frozen movie, right? Okay. It's because Kristoff sang his, like, boy band song, right? Yes. And it didn't come up with, like, the title artist and album thing in the bottom right corner like it does on MTV because that would have been so perfect and meta and they didn't do it. I know that would have been really good. I was waiting for it. My friend and I were like, it's going to happen. I was like, it's going to happen. And then it didn't happen. And that's why I hate it. No, um, I just didn't think the story was great. Anyway, yeah. where the music. Oh, the music's amazing. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> I did not like the song where she was like talking about her mom was singing about death. And it's like, oh, what a sweet lullaby. I'm like, that's disturbing. Most lullabies are about death. That's true. But still. No. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, okay. So Santa Fake was set in 1895. Um, no, <laughs> it just feels like it. Quit confusing our listeners, Cullen. Okay, yeah, watch Santa this. Fake. <laughs> Nobody watched it. Yeah, there we are three of now 75 people 74 people who watch it because there were 71 reviews on amazon for it so we are the 75th people to watch it yeah um i wonder if some if like the creator is gonna be like i wonder if people think of my movie and find this episode okay well here's what i think of it right from the get-go um the first title card comes up and they're using like curls mt from <laughs> microsoft as like the titles and i was like and then it does the storybook like opening and it's a completely different font and i'm like what is going on almost as good as the brats movie using comic sans as their credits font oh you know man. what <laughs> they they went off um so it starts with like the storybook opening and there's like which the no ending. it doesn't right it starts with the orphanage oh yeah no that creepy scene. <laughs> yes okay. so oh, and okay. there's this my very first note is i expect this to be the best and most well-written episode of glee <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert it's definitely not <laughs> <laughs> um so this so mostly like my first four notes are like just from reading the Amazon description, called it a musical comedy, would not call it either of those things. Um, he's an orphan, I guess. And then he's hiding from a gang of hooligans. There are two people running after them. Also, what is a hooligan exactly? Those are your notes. Those are my first four notes. And then it starts with the creepy orphanage scene. Yeah, so he's in an orphanage. This is, this movie, I want to think about how this is like a bizarro version of Elf. Yes, exactly. It's like reverse Elf. It's kind of. Well, yeah, okay. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So the, yes, it is. There is a reverse Elf. Um, um, so he so is a baby. There's a baby, this baby in a crib, in a crib uh, just like the beginning of Elf. And there's this elf, I guess. He's a little person, but then he's later described as an elf. <laughs> That's what I wrote. I was like, is that supposed to be an elf or just a man with dwarfism? I'm so confused. Um, he has an American accent, but we don't... Well, I think it says it's taking place in Derry, Ireland, Northern Ireland already. Yeah. Yes. So this guy has an American accent. Which I'm pretty sure Derry is where uh, Damien McGinty is from. I think so, yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Um, and then, uh, so he's, he's like, giving him a candy cane. He's like telling him like, you're special. You're going to be the <laughs> one. And I'm like, but this is a three month old. He has no idea that, what you're talking about. He's Watch like sneaking her. around. Yeah. Like, it looks like he's stalking this baby, like trying to hunt it. Like, <laughs> it's real weird. There were choices made in, in uh, filming and editing that I disagree with. I think there, there the are a lot of, of choices movie. made in editing. So many choices. <laughs> I, I I can't wait to talk about all of those choices. The overlays, yes. oh, stock very, footage, the very yeah. the choices stock. that were very much made by stock like, footage montages yeah. in a quattro. 
Like what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> that were very much budget choices. Um, yes. Uh, um, this the alternate title of this movie is Santa Fe Hunted by Santa. Um, yeah, because there's like a Santa <laughs> laugh in the background when the elf slash guy with dwarfism is like, "You're special," and he like looks off and he hears this Santa laugh. He's like talking to the Santa. That we can't see. And we can't see Santa. He also gives the baby a candy cane. I'm like, couldn't a baby choke on that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that baby, I said it was three months. That baby's probably like five, six months old because it's sitting up. That baby will definitely choke on that candy cane and die. Like, that's not the same baby that becomes Damien McGinty in the story. That's another baby. <laughs> They've <laughs> gone is... through several babies in Derry, Northern Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so then we get... The, then it's the storybook. The storybooks, we see him leaving the orphanage and the nuns with a little knapsack. For low-budget animation, the storybook is not that bad. Yeah, it was weird because, like, on the very front of the cover, there's, like, stag horns. Well, I'm assuming a reindeer horns, but I've been rewatching Game of Thrones, and I was like, oh, the Book of Baratheon Game <laughs> of Thrones. <laughs> it was very confusing for me. Also, a couple key names here. I don't know if you guys would even recognize them. Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson is the guy who puts his fist up in the air in Breakfast Club. Oh. Judd Nelson is one of the quote-unquote hooligans. Uh, John Reese davies Gimli from Lord of the Rings. Gimli. And um, he tries to steal... a lot of faces in this movie. And I was like, who got these people in this movie? Whoever was casting. For like a D-list Christmas movie, they did have... Yeah, like... John Reese davies he also, he tried to steal uh, Anne Hathaway's crown in Princess Diaries 2. Yes. Uh, Jeff Fahey was in Lost for a few of the later seasons. It was, I was just like shocked. Heather Morris, obviously. We knew that though. Damien McGinty of Celtic Thunder. Of Celtic Thunder with a with an Americanized Irish accent, and then John Rhys Davies has the worst Irish accent I've ever heard. I'm pretty sure he's like English or Welsh, so I guess that makes sense. <laughs> it's bad. Anyway, yeah. So we get that he peeled potatoes on a ship. Uh, <laughs> Peeling potatoes. All in the same sweater. He is like a Charlie Brown character. Um, he wears the same outfit. Yeah, until he goes to Santa Fe, he only has five pieces of clothing. He wears his underwear inside and out, backwards and forwards, like Fred does Big Hero in Six. Big Hero Six. Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh, so, and then it's he moves to America on a boat. He goes to New York. He is undocumented. Um, he's worked around, but he's at this Irish pub talking to John Reese Davies. His name is Joe joseph um joe oh something joe something uh, and he is looking for a job and he's like oh we look after our own here you know uh yeah um, that's pretty much it <laughs> yeah so he's like oh you get you'll get a job and then there's ed or fred uh who yeah. john davies is yelling at and then he disappears yeah <laughs> so there's like so he immediately like gets to work after Joe's like, yeah, awesome. Great to have you. Um, there's like a weird, like long shot on John Reese Davies ring. 
And I thought that was supposed to come into play later. I don't think it does. Or maybe no, it does. It does not. Is then, it supposed to try? Is it like they're trying to tell us he's like somehow the bad. the mafia? Maybe. Because there's a ring. It is maybe. a ring of power from Middle Earth. <laughs> It yeah, is one yeah. of the seven dwarven rings. <laughs> um, and then he's like washing dishes, cleaning up tables. Great. It's one of 35 montages in this movie. Um, but there's he's like singing to himself moment. Partridge in a Pear uh, 12 Days of Christmas, I think. <laughs> yeah, Partridge in a Pear Tree. Um, <laughs> but like there's this weird moment where like Fred like, comes up behind him, looks like he's going to beat the shit out of him. And then John Reese Davies like yells at him. It's so weird. Yeah. But then the the end of that is also where is he living? Where does Damien McGinty live in this montage? We don't know. I think he sleeps under the dishwasher. Well, considering this dishwasher. movie is set in 1895, um, I'm assuming on the docks. <laughs> the same yeah. place where the newsies live. They uh-huh. live in an orphanage, I think, right? No. There's, they oh no, they go. They go by the um the nuns offer them food yeah. while they're running around. Yeah, but they they just work. start like living on the street in empty buildings, I'm pretty sure, aren't they? Yeah. That's my cigar go steal another. Okay. Um I love that musical. So Jeremy Jordan, come on the podcast. Um we would love to have you. Um, yeah, so okay there's also there's irish music playing constantly it never stops until they're singing christmas music and this guy is like screaming at fred while this like irish jig plays and i was like what is going on and then Uh, i felt bad for fred damien mcginty is at the bar staring at this postcard for solidly four minutes four minutes because there's a scene that happens in front of him and he's in the background so there's something happening in the foreground he's just standing there waiting for his at a cue, postcard waiting yep. for his cue <laughs> it's fantastic yeah who is the postcard from he doesn't have family maybe it's from the nun who was holding a picture of him in the uh storybook <laughs> maybe yeah um, my 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 MVP. Um, and then the bartender lady, she's like, "Oh, do you miss your family?" He's like, "I don't have family." And I miss. And then he goes on to say he does miss. Yeah, home. he misses. I guess Ireland. Yeah, but then he talks about how they didn't have Christmas at the orphanage because they were poor. Um, and then he sings "Danny Boy." Which, Classic Christmas song. We, we had to have this conversation on text because I thought I was going insane. Because Alyssa was like, oh yeah, classic Christmas song. And I was like, okay, but wait, it's not, right? Is she being sarcastic or serious? And then I had to clarify. I was like, I'm not crazy. It's not a Christmas song. No, it's, it's a not. funeral song. And hot take from an Irish person. It's like the most basic Irish song. Um, it, apparently this, it wasn't yeah. even written by an Irishman it was written by an English lawyer because I had to google to make sure it wasn't a Christmas like, song like all the good Christmas songs are written by Jewish people <laughs> right yeah but I think, well, I think like the music the definition of what being Irish I took an Irish literature course oh my gosh um, the uh, definition of what it means to be Irish is complicated because there are English people that lived in Ireland yeah I think that was the situation some people say if you're Protestant you're not Irish I'm not That's, saying that. I don't. I don't. 
wow, yeah. Colin, I am coming not... for the non-Catholics. No, I am not saying that. I'm saying that, like, so because religion had a big identity yeah. thing in Ireland. So, like, that, especially in Northern Ireland. So, like, there's often debate of what is an Irish person, mm-hmm. just like we have debates in America about oh. what makes an American. American. See West Side Story. Um, <laughs> Steven Spielberg sponsor us. Um... Did we ever talk about in Glee? I don't know if this was ever a thing. That Damien McGinty just moves his eyebrows so weirdly when he sings. I think we did talk about that. His eyebrows were doing all of the singing. His mouth actually wasn't moving. It was coming from his eyebrows. It was crazy. I will say this. Uh, I think he got better looking as he got older, but I think he was also dressed much better in this movie. And his hair was better. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he he looks really better. And Rory is such was such a poorly written character that you could he his acting was better and that he had a little bit more to work with. Um than here? he did with Rory. Yeah. You think the acting's better here? Yes. I I I'm not saying he's a great actor. I think Heather Morris's acting is significantly worse because she had significantly less to work with. Well, it's because she wasn't playing a person. She was playing a cardboard cutout (laughs) that moved. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm like, so like I do not, sorry, I do not hold it against her. But I do think I mean, I was like, I believed Damien's character. I thought he was a very vanilla character, but I was like, okay. The most vanilla. Yeah. I didn't believe his character, but I think that's just because. The whole thing is very badly written. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's and it feels like it's been shot on like like an iPhone 4. I was telling Colin, the whole time I was watching it, I had like in my brain a script page and I was uh-huh. making edits. I was like crossing out dialogue and adding so, new dialogue. <laughs> I used to do like script coverage for this company that makes these kinds of movies. Um and I, it, I think that was another reason why I hated it because I was like, oh my God, like something that I could have passed on to that company saying like, yes, you should make this would turn out to be like this. And I'm like, oh my God, could you imagine? <laughs> but anyway. Um, um, yeah. So, um, so he sings Danny boy. And Everyone's then, impressed with his singing voice. And then the guy screams at him. Joe screams, not at him, at everyone else to clap. Clap! Yeah. <laughs> it was um, master manipulation right there. Yep. <laughs> so then that was. Joe, I think there's another montage, like more time <laughs> yes, goes on. Probably. Um, and then Joe and I almost called him Rory, Patrick, uh, talking and Patrick is like you're like a father to me Joe St. Joseph favorite saint of fathers Alyssa's favorite saint um, he is my favorite saint uh, is he really? Mm-hmm. what did he do? he was Jesus's adoptive father oh got it I didn't connect that because <laughs> you know there's so many Josephs in the bible and in history that are significant religion basically he was like oh god is absent as your father so i guess i have to take that mantle (laughs) 
putting God on blast. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. God was an abandoning father. <laughs> but that was Old Testament God or New Testament God. That's Old Testament. Testament God was very present. <laughs> A little too present, if you ask me. Yeah, he has some anger issues. Yeah. I wonder what changed. Is it because he had a kid? I think so. That's see, it, having children calms you down, fellas. <laughs> procreate. <laughs> Message from Glee No, please don't procreate. <laughs> oh no. Um. So I mean, unless you want to. <laughs> if you want to, and you can afford children, and you're gonna take care of them and love them, and and you're ready for that giant responsibility. I mean, think it's a huge responsibility. You're taking care of another life. Also, children are so expensive. They're also monsters. So they are like, even if you have a well-behaved child, they're going to act up every once in a while and they're dirty and they smell, but they can be cute. I will say anyone who says we should have a license to have children terrifies me and would be very easily used as a tool for racism. Oh, a yes. million percent yes. would be. Because Isn't the people who- plot of like a, some dystopian novel that you have to le- read in English <laughs> like 101 in high school? Isn't it like Maybe. 1984 have oh. like something about- I think like, there is something about you have that. To, yeah. I know people who think they're super woke or like free thinkers will say that and I'm like ooh ooh like how do you not see how badly this could go like how could you not see this as like something Hitler would do (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a good point um so that's the politics and procreation corner um everyone wanted it um so then so he's like painting and fathers and he's like yeah I'm no saint will you carry these two deal or no deal suitcases (laughs) To Howie Mandel down the road. He's waiting. <laughs> With Meghan Markle. <laughs> um, it wasn't Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen on there too? I think so. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, then- <laughs> he's like, carry them to the bus stop. Don't stop. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go Don't, straight. Yeah. If, if something happens, just run as fast as you can. But it's like two blocks away. This whole time. Okay, so the first thing this guy says is, will you do me a favor? Right. What are people's reactions to this? When Obviously someone asks man, you, to do, you to do them a favor, what do you do? You ask what it, it is. You yes, exactly. Ask what you it is. say, well, what do you want me to do? You don't say, sure. Yes. <laughs> sure is something movie protagonists say because they need to move a story along and they're so naive and yeah no like this this kid has shit for brains like <laughs> he's not smart i'm surprised that he's still alive and he has been so crafty as to survive this whole time especially with no papers especially um and uh so he's like so he's he's like nervous but he's doing it um but he he's like oh well i have to close up the bar he's like i'll do it he's like fred's fred was let go he was untrustworthy yeah and so he was like and then oh fred died yeah fred and that's the thing is like like i almost called him rory patrick knows what this means because 
he will touch on it later. But like he knows what that means when he takes these suitcases. Like he's not that dumb, right? Yeah, he knows that he's doing something wrong and dangerous. Especially because the guy who asked him to do it said or like mentioned that there are police out. Yeah. Like don't get caught by the police. Like what? Hello? And then when he's like walking in his pea coat and sweater, he's he's like talking to himself and I'm like literally don't talk to yourself people are gonna think you're weird and immediately pull you over and be like what the fuck are you doing he does everything wrong for wanting to like stay under the radar he talks to himself a lot I feel like that was something that our professors were like do not ever put that in your script (laughs) Unless it's that monologue that Rachel had in the yearbook episode that I only liked. Which honestly, I mean, it's, yeah. I don't remember what you're yeah, talking I about. I don't know, but <laughs> the, um, not talking to yourself. Like people do talk to themselves. People do it, yeah. but it does not look good on screen. It just makes you look like a crazy person. That, and it's just feeding the audience information that they, if they don't already figure it out, you have a bad, poorly written scene. Yes. So, so and he walking. does this constantly. <laughs> yeah, he's walking down the street and he sees the police and people are following him. And so he panics and he runs. He runs into a parking garage. Yeah, or he like, like I think he like building. Yeah, I think he like takes the parking garage as like a shortcut, maybe because he goes to the bus station. He ends up at a bus station. I don't. Is it the bus station? (laughs) And he just orders, he's like, get me a ticket to however far I can go. But yeah, like, what's the next bus that's leaving? And then the lady's like, uh, Santa Fe. And he's like, cool. He's like, Santa Fe, are you there? We're in in New York right now. Where's Santa Fe? How far away is Santa Fe from New York? Pretty far. Far. Yeah. Lafar that's Park, like two day bus ride because yeah. you're gonna have stops along the way uh-huh. oof yeah i literally he was like sleeping when he got there and i'm like did he like piss himself <laughs> well did he not go to the bathroom this basically day? it was like this bus ride took two hours when actually it should have taken two days yeah we should have had a whole well we did have a montage we We had we had four screens on one screen with basic footage Uh, oh boy um this is this is the stock footage yeah the The montage was stock footage of driving plates and they and they couldn't even give it to us like like shot after shot it was all in one screen as like that doesn't make it go faster that just makes everything worse it oh. makes it look like terribly amateur terribly amateur yeah and so earlier john reese davies is telling someone on the phone that's like it's amazing he has no papers he has no family so and he loves me and he's an idiot so if he doesn't do the job we can just murder him and no one will notice yeah he well, got so- dark real quick so Joe is basically like, if you do this, I'll give you $10,000. And then he also mentions just... not to look in the suitcases. Yeah. Um, I have a question. If I would immediately you... look in those suitcases. Yes. Yeah. So like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're going for. I immediately would open them. 
Especially if you're about to get like caught by the police and then you take a bus ride that's two days long to Santa Fe, like you wouldn't be opening those suitcases by this time. Right. You would. I think curiosity would get the best of you while you're sitting on that two hour slash two day train ride. Yeah. Like I could see maybe being cautious and not opening the case really wide so everyone can see but you're gonna at least crack it open yeah 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 yeah. so uh he gets to santa fe and he immediately jaywalks (laughs) in the middle of a road i just why and then he does it again in the next shot i'm like why also santa fe is portrayed as like a small town yeah so yep (laughs) Isn't it like a major city in New Mexico? But but the thing is that I think so later on, someone says it's like the size of a postage stamp. I think they're saying that because they're from New York and New York is a lot bigger than Santa Fe. But overall, I agree. It is like as if we landed in like a tiny suburb outside of Santa Fe. Like if we're in the city, there's a shit ton of people here. There's also not any reason that this couldn't be a small town. Yeah, why couldn't it just be a small town? That why, would be why better. Why Santa Fe? Because holy faith. Right, sure. They yes. wanted to call the movie Santa Fake. Which is already a dumb title. That's it is very dumb. <laughs> because all small Santas are fake Santas. This doesn't make him special. Just because he's not an old person. I don't know. I don't, I don't know even understand the title. Based on what happens later in the movie, it doesn't make any sense. Also, why didn't he just abandon the suitcases in New York and hop the bus? Boom. Yeah, that solves all And then the you problems. don't ever have to call Joe like a psychopath. He, he's which somehow, he does he, when he gets to Santa Fe. Thinks that like he has this attachment to Joe that I don't understand. Yeah, he's like, you're like a father to me. And I'm like, and I'm like you guys have known each other. You guys have known each other for, for exactly three hours. That's how long this montage was. <laughs> um, and so he yeah, he gets there, he calls Joe, and Joe is like, ah, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, people are chasing me. I got nervous. And then he's like, I have to go. And then Joe's like, ooh, area code. And then... Uh, which okay how many area codes are in santa fe let's let's see how many area codes in santa fe is it because okay so just the one because i was gonna say it was like a multiple area code it's 505 because it was like a multiple area code then he could be literally anywhere in the city but whatever anyway He calls Joe. He calls Joe. Joe is like angry. And then, so then he's like, I need to find a place to stay. Uh, So he. He's walking randomly. He goes to Ortega Bend breakfast. Just kind of walks in. Did you know there was a vacancy? Because they had a four second (laughs) shot on the sign that said vacancy. (laughs) I don't Uh, know if you knew that. That they had a vacancy. I'm like, this movie has glee energy because it has random songs and the subtle feeling that you might be watching something racist. Um, <laughs> subtle? 
<laughs> I don't. I don't know. I think this movie was okay in terms of that. Yeah. I mean, at least they had like people who spoke Spanish. Yeah, it was like decent representation, but it, yeah, it just had the feeling you're like, oh no, is something gonna happen? <laughs> you're like, I'm scared. <laughs> like, what is what is Damien, who doesn't really understand the the very sensitive race relations of America, gonna say? Um. So he he asked for he asked to stay and he meets uh mrs ortega who's this lovely friendly woman who the says she's the sweetest person in the world i love her uh she says she's very lonely 49.99 um, a night yeah for a very nice like sweet type room it's a cute little room actually yeah yeah um, and she was like, yeah, uh, come eat with me. I, since my husband died, I feel too sad to eat alone. So does that mean she just doesn't eat? Yeah. Yeah. That's really sad. I didn't yeah. put that part together. But she just doesn't ever really eat. There's like, we'll talk about this later, but there's this idea of this movie about like lost people finding each other. That's like <laughs> very sweet, but not followed through on. And the ending does not support there's this yeah i'm like <laughs> there's like potential for something that was actually very nice but the movie doesn't go there yeah there's like no. a nugget Every yeah script has a nugget yeah it they has... just didn't mind this particular one but yeah because they didn't really have a proper theme to the movie it was just like this irish boy is running away from hooligans a la home alone <laughs> it's like that's what i thought of. it was like this is just like home alone except with an irish boy man i guess he's a man you can call him that i don't know how old he is in this movie when did this come out i think like 2019 oof i think we really? already had the podcast because i was like oh we need to talk about this for the podcast when i saw it oh god anyways yeah so they sit down for dinner <laughs> and mrs ortega has made them both giant margaritas in the... and the margarita glasses look like they're from hacienda like... yeah like they literally look like uh like you would get at any sort of like mexican restaurant you'd just be sitting down and that's what they would bring your margarita it made me think of that place we used to go to in boston yes the one by a campus yeah uh, i don't remember what it's called but anyway, but they're having like margaritas and I don't even know what she makes. I know she makes sopa pias, but whatever he's eating, it's apparently way too spicy. And he literally like flips out. I was like, ah, yes, white boy cannot eat spicy food. That no. she literally, she doesn't say white boy, but she says, oh, I should have known. Yeah, she is like just short of saying like, ah, you're too white for this. Got it. And then she's uh, like, here, eat the sopapillas <laughs> with honey. It'll make you feel better. And but he like takes a big gulp of his margarita. He's like, ah, she's like, it's tequila. Like he doesn't recognize a margarita. They don't yeah, have margaritas in Ireland. Apparently. But what was he eating while in America, though? Like, was he strictly just eating like meat and potatoes and Guinness? Is that it? <laughs> That makes me think of somebody. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but, yeah. like, but like, I I hated it, but it was also like kind of funny. 
I was like, like it was I, a very easy joke to put in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, and because they're like, but they like are playing like Low fiesta music, low hanging manzanas. <laughs> yeah, you saw manzana. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna put that in our show notes that Cullen chooses another part of his identity. <laughs> he comes out as an apple. <laughs> um, so like okay, so yeah, then he eventually is like get he calms down and it just makes you think of that clip from the Barbie show where they're like Barbie's like, does this have gluten in it? I can't do spicy. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but I enjoyed your reference to it. Um, um, I have a note here. It says, I thought this was a musical question mark. And then I have another one that says there are too many montages. And I have another one that says, in quotes, he'll understand, which I think is in reference to Damian McGinty talking to himself in the phone booth about to talk to joe be like oh yeah he'll understand this mobster will understand uh so because he calls no okay he doesn't call joe, joe yet first he asks mrs ortega where he could get some threads which threads? i'm <laughs> pretty sure clothes? irish people don't even say that word yeah that's just supposed to be like a hip young person thing to say um in the 70s maybe <laughs> in 1875 when this movie is actually set and mrs ortega's like oh i'll drive you to the mall um so he goes to the mall which later he is couldn't just of... get an uber or a taxi <laughs> it's later kind of described as walking distance so why didn't he why should be like oh it's just like a 10 minute walk that way uh, so he goes to the mall and we get this montage of him trying on hats. And this sunglasses. is where it says there are too many montages. Yeah. <laughs> hats, sunglasses, shirts. And he comes out in this ridiculous like cowboy-esque outfit. What uh, I don't understand is why he didn't continuously keep wearing that kind of stuff. Like he clearly thought like that was fashionable and then he gave him normal people clothes. He still has not opened the briefcases, right? No. Oh, no, he has. Because he? he opens them because he's like, oh, I have $10,000 like as an advance. And that's what he buys. Because he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. like praying, like, please don't let it be Fred. Please don't let it be Fred. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. That was the stupidest. You can't fit a whole person in two briefcases, okay? It just can't happen. No. Even no if you're deal. cutting them into pieces, <laughs> no. there's too much mass <laughs> i'm dead <laughs> like fred um yeah no like even if you're cutting someone up into pieces like you could fit like maybe a couple pieces in there but like it would be way heavier you're gonna, I, I would say two briefcases it would is stink. about yeah it's about half a person mass wise i don't know how large they are I feel like you could fit like the some of the extremities cut into small pieces, like yeah, the feet, the hands, parts of the arms. Like if you cut them at the joints. If you put an entire person into like a meat grinder and they come out as just a glob of meat, you're only going to be able to fit about half of that meat into the briefcase. I want Alyssa so? to be yeah, a guest on brief. Tiger King Part Two. 
talking about Carol Baskin allegedly grinding her husband in the meat grinder and like like Alyssa murder aficionado you're just like you can't fit <laughs> it's just not possible where's your evidence it's just I'm thinking about it it's just not possible uh, my brain you can't see it but I'm telling you um yeah so he buys all this stuff with the ten thousand dollars uh he goes shopping oh well before that he gets to eat a normal meal quote-unquote normal to him I oh he say. asked for steak and potatoes and she's yes. like we only have lamb chops so she makes lamb chops and that's when he's like i need to go get threads yeah he's at the mall and then he's shopping having a great time he literally runs into Heather Morris's first, character. No, first he calls Joe again. Oh, he'll understand. Yeah. He'll understand. And then Joe is like, fuck you. I'm sending people to murder you. I know where you are. <laughs> and I have tentacles in every prison. You can't Across escape me. Across the world. Yeah. Which is, when you think about it, like the amount of people he would have to know who also know people, like that's crazy. Honestly, Joe seems like, small potatoes like i agree he's a small fry i, I don't think he's understand lying. We're, we're not supposed to like we're supposed to think that he's this huge mob boss but he does not Mm-mm. present him present that way at all no no especially because he gave ten thousand dollars in in cash in suitcases to this little twerp that he hired seven minutes ago calling him trustworthy and it but why was he getting rid of the money was it like is money laundering we, which we find out laundering like works way way later in the film yeah if you can call I this d- a film it's, it's <laughs> a thing it is a moving picture <laughs> it's a moving picture <laughs> the movie uh, yes yeah so he calls joe and it doesn't joe is out. like i'm sending people to come murder you um and because he earlier we get to scene with joe and these guys and they're like go to santa fe and judd nelson judd Judd nelson Nelson is one of those guys he's the he's the dorkier one and the shorter one yeah with the beard yeah and they're like Like go have beards they're like they're like go murder him or take care of him (laughs) go murder him (laughs) he's like leave him there and they're like what do you want to do with him he's like leave him there like murder him um so it was a really roundabout way of saying of like saying go murder him it was like the weirdest conversation he could have said take care of him boom everyone would get it yep leave him there a little ambiguous the comedy in this musical comedy i wouldn't call it either of those not comedic i don't think i laughed at all it's like when you meet someone for the first time and they're slightly socially awkward and they tell a joke that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh-huh. I think I yeah. laughed the hardest uh, when I thought, like, what the fuck is going on? And then I realized it was a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw Howard Bamboo in one of the commercials. Is the AT&T commercial. <laughs> I saw, it was like a food commercial and it was like food moving in stop motion on a table. And I was like, what is happening? I would have loved it if that was actually part of the movie. 
It's like there's, uh, so everyone knows Charlie Brown Christmas, but there's It's Christmas Time Again, Charlie Brown, which is infinitely better and funnier. Um, And in it- Wow, it's a hot take. Yeah, in it, uh, Peppermint Patty is talking about watching the Tale of Two Cities movie instead of reading the book for the book report. Um, And That never works. Yeah, not a good policy. And she's telling Marcy, the only parts they didn't get were about the soap, the shampoo, and the coffee. And Marcy's like, those are the commercials, sir. Um, so, yeah, um, so people are on the way. So he's panicking and he literally runs into Heather Morris. What was her name? Emily? Emily. Emily. Um, literally runs into her, knocks her down. He's like, oh, let me help you. Like, let me help you up. And then she goes, you want to help me? (laughs) Tell me where I can get another mall, Santa. And I was like, this is the most psychotic entrance <laughs> to a character I've ever seen. Um, and we watched Glee. Yeah. Um, I have written here, great point, Emily, is he a psycho? Oh, because she's asking him, oh my God, you'll do just fine. She's like, you're not like a psycho, right? You can be a mall Santa. I'm like, you're not going to screen him first? He could be a pedophile. Yeah, you can't just let any rando near children. Yeah, let alone let them sit on his lap and get close yeah. contact. He could be a pedophile. I'm forever scarred by having, by having to read Lolita. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I cannot look at what's his name, Jeremy Irons, the same again. I recently watched Aragon in Cullen's memory and to... <laughs> I wanted to watch something that was terrible. Wait. So that my boyfriend and I could laugh at it. He's Aragon. Lolita? Yeah, he plays uh, not the Stanley Kubrick one, the 90s version with the guy that we met who was a writer on The Americans, Jeremy Irons. He's not in this movie. No. Right. Okay. Who is he on Aragon? He's the. Brom? old dragon writer don't know his right? name yeah it's from okay obi-wan that, kenobi yeah essentially that's, <laughs> that's what lyle kept saying he kept being like this is basically star wars he was so mad it literally is basically star wars yeah it was pretty terrible um looks better but only the first two but anyway i can't look at jeremy irons the same because of lolita but anyway yeah so like She's like, oh, you know what? Perfect. Just put this on. And then like the the mall cop guy who they keep calling Officer Ryan. So it's like, are you a real cop? And you're just like being mall cop? I don't understand. But he comes over. He's like, is this guy bothering you? And she's like, no, I'm just telling him where he can change his Santa outfit. And then he just like, he goes to be Santa. Yeah, he's just like, he's sitting there and then he's like, wait, this is the perfect disguise literally talking to himself i can hide in plain sight it's like you don't need to tell us this mr writer we can figure that out so we're smart he, are we we're watching santa fe <laughs> you right. yeah he's like anyone watching this movie is a fucking moron <laughs> so i have to spell it all out for them um so then he's there and he's having a difficult time um and like kids are crying which my brother and sister always did i was always 
I was the only kid that would sit on Santa's lap, and I was just like, see, I'm so much braver than you two. I don't cry when I see Santa. Sitting on <laughs> Santa's lap was weird. I didn't like it. I don't know if I ever did it, because I don't remember. Um, yeah, so... Or maybe it was that horrifying that I've blocked, blocked it. it. Uh-huh. But there's like this kid who's basically Draco Malfoy in a red sweater who's like, I want a yacht that's different than a speedboat and I want a real elephant. And my um, dad's a lawyer and he will sue you. Yeah. It's and then there's this kid, there's these like twins who are just like babbling on about nothing. <laughs> I feel like that kid, though, the kid who wanted a bunch of things, like, I feel like he had the best character in the whole In the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Character, for sure. Like, I knew what he wanted. Yep. His desire was very clear. (laughs) I think he actually had the strongest desire. He threatened Santa fake. (laughs) he's definitely the protagonist you guys well the thing is like the same kids appear multiple times in this movie yeah like so Um, he's there later because santa fe is actually a 2000 person town and there's only 10 children (laughs) and all of them are orphans except for that kid (laughs) um so he's having trouble and some kid is crying so he sings suddenly uh up on the housetop there's not the Glee version. Not deck the rooftop, <laughs> the Glee combination of deck the halls and up on the house top. But there's also this little girl who's there and he's like, what do you want? And she goes, um, and she just thinks <laughs> and she's still thinking. And then we come back to them later in the montage. She's like, I really don't know. I was like, I'm that girl. <laughs> That's me. Um, I wrote, oh, this is a musical part. He just sings Christmas songs and Danny Boy, this isn't a musical. Yeah, he sings Up on the House. And it's such a weird song because the song, it's such an odd choice because it's like referring to Santa Claus. So Santa Claus wouldn't sing it himself. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like the choreography is awkward. Also, he's just standing there kind of like gesturing. Yeah, and the sound quality on it is really weird because also he's singing it at the same time that there's also more kids being on his lap, that montage. And it's really strange because like you can hear the studio quality in the song. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like it fits in the scene. I am looking up right now if the Santa Fake soundtrack is on Spotify. No. Why why, why would, would you it? do that? I don't Santa Fake original score and holiday classic. Oh Santa Fake Overture, Deck the Halls, Twelve Days of Christmas, Shopping Mall Chase, Jingle Bell. I'm sorry, what? They did the Twelve Days of Christmas <laughs> with Judd Nelson writing it on toilet paper? You're not a psycho, are you? Sugar Plum Fairies, Brad Tunny Bees, Danny Boy, I'm Santa Claus. Shopping Mall Strut, Up on the Housetop, The First Noel, The Magic of Christmas, Travel to Santa Fe, Dora Laura Laura, Santa Fe Plaza Chase, Oh Holy Night. I hate all of that. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. Should I play this at work? <laughs> yes! A hundred percent. Just put the, that version of Danny Boy on loop. <laughs> but you didn't know it was a Christmas song? Um... 
<laughs> they uh, come in and be like, who died? <laughs> my pride. <laughs> my dignity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Also, we have to quickly mention, um, I don't know about one before this, but the bus driver, when he gets off in Santa Fe, we have a shot of this person. Yep. And his his name tag says Nick. Fun fact. Yep. Is he Santa? What? No. Yes. That would be crazy. Are you asking for serious, Colin? <laughs> Wait, I don't remember what he looks like. Was he the Is Santa he... actor? They yeah. do a montage of they they do like they do past shots the thousandth montage in the movie is the past (laughs) shots i don't remember any of the other ones except for that one but because i thought it was weird i was like why do we care about this bus driver we're never gonna say oh he's santa got it which we only find out isn't luscious no that's not my santa Mm -mm. hashtag not my santa (laughs) there were megan kelly energy Not enough. Um, I don't know. That reveal was a little bit. Not We're getting great. ahead of ourselves, but yes. it's mostly because I'm trying to rush this because I really don't have anything else to say because this movie sucks. Um, I do want to say that Disney Parks is now having actors of all ethnicities play Santa Claus. Yes, so I. So racism. It's Karen. over. It's gone. Thanks, Disney. Well Thanks, done. capitalism. Um, also I got, uh, this, um, what's it called? Wrapping paper. It has gnomes on it, but the gnomes are all like different colored skins, like human skin tones. And I was like, huh, look at that. Very progressive Walmart. Gnomes from around the world. Gnomes from around the world. I mean, they're wearing the Why same Why are outfits. gnomes a Christmas thing now? I don't know. Why are gnomes a thing? I don't I like don't gnomes. know. They're, they end up in every single holiday decor and i hate it do you know that movie nomeo and juliet i knew it i've never seen it i With will the not sexy gnome i watched both the first and the second you watched the second one i'm pretty sure i saw the first one in theaters with my entire family i did not see either of them in theaters i liked the first one wasn't it um uh emily uh emily blunt and Ian McGregor. Yeah. All right. It was fine. It was like, this is nice. It was Romeo and Juliet, but they have gnomes. <laughs> Red and blue. And they killed they killed themselves and they died in the end. <laughs> Correct. But there no. was still a second one. <laughs> no, they sang Crocodile Rock at the end. Wait, wasn't there one? There are Elton that, John songs in it, by the way. Yeah. That involved Johnny Depp as like a spy. It was Sherlock Gnomes, right? Roman Gnome and Juliet, Sherlock Gnomes. The second one? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. That's all I remember is I remember seeing the commercials and Johnny Depp was in them and I was like, why is this a movie? So, I don't know. Everyone in my family is like obsessed with gnomes. I don't get it. Anyway. That's weird. I know. I read a book series where gnomes enslaved the protagonist what um, oh tragic backstory yeah hmm. character that development seems tragic yeah the yeah, tragic as the french would say um like <laughs> this movie 
Yeah. I don't even know if Trajik is the front word for tragic, but I say that <laughs> all the time. I'll just be like, oh, la tragic. Just like the French would say, except I don't know what the French would say. But you know what? Just Cullen says, you know what? You, you know what Cullen says? Yo soy la manzana. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Um <laughs> Jason Derulo. Um, Those are two different people. I know, but then I thought of <laughs> around the world, don't speak the language, but your booty don't need explaining. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> um, that, now I'm on cats. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's focus up. Focus up. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is just so generic. Um, so, uh, yeah, so he things up on the housetop, and then... He, he hangs out with the kids. Then he tells Emily that he's having a great time. And I was like, Emily, he could still be a pedophile. And then he's and like... she's like, you need to fill out the paperwork. And he keeps avoiding it. Yeah, and he's like, he doesn't have any papers. I'm happy to volunteer. That's a serious red flag. I'm yep. sorry. Then he literally says the phrase, I'm helping the damsel in distress. And then and her I response, was expecting her to be like, what the fuck? And her response is, and that's why I think that she is a cardboard cutout of a human being. She says, well, you're just so generous. And I'm like, no human woman would have that response to saying, unless this was in like the 1870s, <laughs> which I think you're stuff. right, Cullen. I think you might be right. Yeah. Uh, but like... I was going to say something. It wasn't even on topic, so I don't know. She's uh, going to invite, she invites him to go to dinner. Yeah, to pay for him. You know, I used to, when we did Bible camp, I would have to dress up as saints. Uh, I was St. John Vianney once, had to dye my hair gray. What the um, heck? Why did you have to dye your hair gray? Because he's an old, here he was an old, kind of creepy looking, if you ask me, uh, French priest. Did you go around saying La Tragique? <laughs> I should have. <laughs> I remember my sister was married and some dad was like talking to her about like these apparitions at this church. And she was just like, I'm a white girl dressed as a Virgin Mary at a small church VBS. Like I'm here for like three and four year olds. Like, why are you talking to me? I love that your sister cosplayed as Mary. <laughs> That's <laughs> only at vbs honestly come on yeah that's where cosplay was, was lit <laughs> yeah we used to do we had the holy spirit theme was my favorite because it was surfing surfing themed how um, why because we had this song i am surfing with the spirit <laughs> <laughs> what i don't think we ever had that theme anyway yeah it's better than the theme that was just summer. That was a confusing theme. Uh, so, yeah, he's she's going to take him to dinner. So he walks back dressed as Santa. He's, is this when he sees Mrs. Ortega? She's like drunk and weeping and sleeping on the couch, holding yeah. a picture of her dead husband. And, her. and then he sings yeah. to her. She's like, sorry, I'm not usually like this. I'm just so lonely. And I'm like, this poor woman. Yeah, I literally wrote, she's so sad. I feel for her so badly. And he sings Turulura to her. I actually liked this scene. 
it feels out of place. Like I think in a different movie, like what you were saying earlier, like about people who are are lost or don't have people coming together. I think if that was more clear of a thread, I think it could work. But it just felt yeah, out of it, place. It felt out of place. But like this is like when you're doing that if you're in class and you're giving them notes that's when you're like oh i like this scene you should put more of this i love this scene this character is amazing i think you should use this as your through line (laughs) yeah Yeah. i think you should change your protagonists (laughs) (laughs) yeah mrs ortega shelters uh irish immigrant from the mob that's interesting I don't know. I'm still behind the uh, the the rich snobby kid as the protagonist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and she talks about she's gonna make her green chili for Officer Ryan. I think at some point, mm-hmm. um, which I expect there there's gonna be like a love triangle or not a love triangle, like a love story there. Um, there wasn't, and I wasn't disappointed. So yeah, I mean, I for some reason in my mind I was like oh they're family like they're related or something because he was so he was younger and I was just like oh like maybe that's like her nephew or something I just like in my mind made that up so I didn't even see any sort of love connection there I didn't even like I think I missed all of it like I she made the green chili but I had no idea who she was making it for and why she had it at the mall like yeah, I don't think the guy who is Officer Ryan is ever actually introduced as Officer Ryan. He's just kind of there. Yeah, and I think Damian McGinty's character like references him. Interesting. But and then I think Heather Morris's character references references him too. But so they're at dinner. They're so they go to dinner and they're walking not at around, breadsticks. Not at breadsticks. Disappointed. Um, they get hot cider. Emily talked about her parents own the mall and (laughs) that was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard I'm like companies own malls now not just like random people but okay and she she hasn't traveled except to go to college if her parents owned the mall she would would have traveling every summer and she wouldn't be break and she wouldn't be like the PR person for the mall also, she wouldn't. No, she's 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 Special a PR person slash elf. She still is an elf. Yeah, like, she versus an elf. But anyway, she also they're at dinner and he like makes her switch seats, and then he like wears her hat. It's which so he calls weird. a beguiling chapeau, as the French would say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Um, what the he's say. trying to hide. Because he's not in his Santa costume anymore, so yeah. he's afraid that he's going to get caught, right? So that's why he wants to wear a hat. And all so the so while, people won't recognize him. We do see the two hooligans. They're in Santa Fe. There's also FBI agents who have been dispatched oh, to Santa yeah, Fe. I totally forgot about them. Are they also <laughs> hooligans in this definition? I don't know. They're um, fi- they're trying to find Joe's people. They're trying to find the hooligans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, and the hooligans slowly get closer but they're so fucking dumb like there's <laughs> one point where like when they're out at dinner like before that there are is that before like they're looking for the guy was like oh it's stuff for churros yes no that's when they're he's at the church oh and he right. goes into the church and then 
because uh, he's like, it's like a holy place. It's safe. And the priest, Father Esteban. Yeah, Esteban, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, this isn't the Hunchback of Notre Dame. You're not just going <laughs> to claim sanctuary. Um. Uh, yeah, so like, but these guys are so fucking dumb that like they come into the same restaurant restaurant they're in. They're in the bathroom because this guy, the other guy, the Judd Nelson character had something that messed with his stomach. Apparently these people don't eat anything that has any sort of seasoning or flavor in it. Um, Makes me sad inside. Yeah, right? And then I think his name was Oliphuishes. The the elf. I thought it was Aloysius. Aloysius, yeah. Oh, I thought it was Aleph Wishes. I don't know. I couldn't really hear it. It sounds like a child's <laughs> name for a genie. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he comes in and he's like, I have a bet. I'm trying to remember all the lyrics to, to the 12 Chris- Days to- of Christmas. And they like, the smarter guy is like, no, we can't do this. Like, we have to go. And Judd Nelson's like, oh, we got to help him out. And so they're writing the it on toilet like- paper. They wanted to know information about Patrick, and then he's like, "Okay, I'll tell you, but you have to help me with this bet first. Yeah, he's literally a troll <laughs> with a riddle. Like that's what's happening here. <laughs> like he's not gonna let them leave the bathroom. Like what the fuck? Anyway. until they write down the lyrics to Twelve Days of Christmas. So like they go through the whole song, and they were like getting through parts of the song. He's like, "Oh, I'm never gonna remember this. Like I need you to write it down." And so then they're, they're literally like, I loved this sequence, even though it was super dumb. I thought it was like the best thing that I'd ever seen in this movie. <laughs> but they like, all three of them are huddled over the toilet paper, writing it and like singing the song, like enthusiastically. That's comedy. In an actual comedy? Like I could see that being a scene in Elf or something like that. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that, that's where it lives. It doesn't live in this movie because this movie doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Exactly. So here's my rewrite is that Emily should also kind of be a lost soul. The Santa fake boot? Yeah, Santa fake boot. Emily should also be a lost soul. And like she hasn't traveled because she had to pay her way through college and she got this job as at the mall. It's that simple. Yeah. Instead of, oh, I'm rich and privileged. I just never traveled. Yeah. Um, and we forgot to talk about him and the priest because with Father Esteban, they talk about like holy faith and how he's he's like... It happened before this? Yeah. Holy I'm shit. I'm pretty sure because Damien Patrick is like, I did something wrong even though I knew it was wrong because I love this guy. And Which then, makes no sense. He should not love this man. And then uh, the he knew priest him was for like, two minutes. you did it out of love <laughs> so it can't... Shorter. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to say it against her. He knew him for 5.5 seconds. Um, he just met this man. <laughs> they have never met. They have never met. He found him on the street. Um, once upon a dream. Uh, so they, he's like, you did it out of love, so it can't be that bad. I'm like, you could do some pretty terrible things out of love. Um, <laughs> yeah, what a dumb priest. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you should I, know better. I've heard Carrie Underwood's before he cheats. Uh, <laughs> you go to Carrie Underwood, I go to, yeah, people murder for love all the time. Yeah, exactly. I was uh, thinking that too. Yeah, uh, and then uh, 
they're like talking and he's like, oh, everyone, you, people always listen, you listen to people, father, but no one listens to you. I thought oh. that was kind of cute. Okay. I was like, um, God listens to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my brain was. Too. Yeah. I was like, like God well, listens uh, to him. But the priest is like, oh, okay. You know, I'll, uh, I guess I'll humor you. Well, because people who care for others often are people that care for them. And that's key to Patrick's character, which we learn at the very end of the <laughs> film. <this> movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at the end of the moving picture, not the film. Uh, yes. So he is like, I'm worried because we usually do this thing for the children at the orphanage or something because they don't have Christmas, something they look forward to all year and the people they haven't been presents. donating. Um, which, okay. He basically says the parishioners haven't been donating. Guess what? You go out and you find other people who aren't parishioners and you get them to donate. Like it made it seem like the parishioners just weren't donating. Yeah. It was very strange. Um, so, yeah. Um, also, I was at a bar the other day. <laughs> and everyone was from Ohio and they kept being like oh, I'm sorry you're from Michigan and I'd be like no you're the one who should be sorry you're from no, Ohio no no when it's the other way around and you are outnumbered you are the one to feel sorry for no that's why Ohio. I accept that's why I accept it from you guys because I was outnumbered. like Michigan is objectively better than Ohio I've never been to Michigan so I can't say we have but the great I will lakes say, that's why we have Lake Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have Lake Erie. So, I mean, there's no competition there. Erie is so there. dirty, though. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no competition between yeah. Lake and anything else. I mean, unless we're competing for dirtiness and, like, most mutated fish. Lake Michigan versus Lake Erie. That's all you need to know. In which case, objectively, Cullen is correct. Yeah. Michigan is it a better is cleaner place to water. live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah um unless you're in flint um i was born in flint remember when elon musk said he was gonna fix that oh god that hurts too much boy do you know i wonder how many people think that that whole thing just got solved because it was in the news all the time and then it just left everyone's like oh yeah it's solved solved. like racism by disney Um, listen it's official racism <laughs> has been cured it's over um you heard it which multi-million first. dollar corporation is going to cure covid mm, or oh, cancer God. or what's a social ill poverty poverty i don't think that could be cured by anything in the u.s oh i mcdonald's fast food industry they could do it um actually literally any corporation any single corporation could do it yeah, Jeff Bezos, the evil man behind commercials in a free amazon prime movie could that do no it. one wants to watch but 74 people have watched um okay where were we um so yeah so he's like oh that sucks about the children i feel bad for them uh and then so he's on the day he genuinely does mean that though because he cares a lot and also he's an orphan too 
and he's on the date not date with Emily there's a dancer and they keep going back to the dancer and I don't get it flamenco flamenco yeah I think so um and then uh the people don't find him what else happens in this movie um and then he's he sings jingle bells yeah um he sings jingle bells and he talks to more kids he talks to this kid named vincenzo who goes by vin or something like that yeah who's like an orphan and he doesn't have parents or foster parents he asks for a fire truck or a mom and i was like uh well you're gonna get a fire truck my dude (laughs) 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 like I I don't know. Like just imagine was, yeah. going under a Christmas tree and there's like a woman shaped round. There's there's six suitcases. <laughs> Assemble your own build mom. your own mom. Build your own mom. This is in the robots universe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh good. Speaking of robots, my mom and I were talking about like how terrible children's movies used to be, and I guess sometimes still are. And I was like, I'm really sorry, like you had to go to the theater and take me to these shitty movies. And she's like, Listen, nothing compares to robots. <laughs> and I was like, Listen, I've been trying to hunt this movie down and watch it, but I refuse to pay for it. I just want to relive the horror that is that movie. Hey, Rodney Copperbottom is not a horror. <laughs> That movie is objectively <laughs> bad. There was a great, but it's hilarious. YouTuber I used to watch who talked about how amazing that movie was and how Rodney Copperbottom was a gay icon. He's like Rodney <laughs> Copperbottom. Talk- We've talked reason- about this. <laughs> the reason I'm gay. He was like, the characters are so colorful. It's a pride flag. <laughs> <laughs> but is robots worse than Osmosis Jones? Osmosis Jones is cinema, Alyssa, and you know it. <laughs> Y'all have never seen Food Fight, so. That's true. Uh, yeah, so. Anyway. Uh, so off topic. So let me just say, we've probably got like 35 minutes left of this movie to talk about. <laughs> I have four more notes after that because I stopped taking notes. Well, I was like, I get this movie. I get it. So he basically, he's going, they're buying presents for the kids uh and the santa guy throws a basketball and is like kids like this shit or something like that um and he's like yeah um and then they are gonna give the kids presents and he's giving them presents it's christmas eve um and this woman is watching and they're like who's that and she's, she's like, like munching on popcorn she is she's probably the best actor in this whole movie <laughs> And she's like, oh, that's a singing Santa. The kids love him. He has the most charming accent. I took my sons to see him like three times. And they're like, it doesn't happen to be an Irish brogue, does it? And she's like, oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. No, I couldn't place it before, but I think you're right. And then they're like, okay, excuse me. And they go. And she's just still munching on her popcorn. And they grab a baseball bat. And they're basically like, Patrick. Keeney or Keery. I think it's Keeney. Keely. Keely. We're here. Yeah um and we're here we're queer <laughs> we're gonna murder you bitch. <laughs> and we're here to spread holiday cheer in the uh, form of beating you up in front of all these children and so he's like ah uh, and then mrs ortega is there and meanwhile she bonds with vincenzo about over, over her green salsa, green salsa green yeah. Salsa, yeah 
the green chili. Uh, and this is where he grabs the green chili. There's no shot of him taking off the lid and it bothers me. Um, <laughs> and he throws it in the guy's eye, Judd Nelson's eye, I think. But and then it was for Officer Ryan. Yeah. He ruined Officer This Ryan's little night. orphan kid just walks up to her and steals her salsa. No. Santa Fe. Uh, Patrick. Patrick throws the salsa. Oh, well, the kid was going to take it, too. But he's an orphan, too. (laughs) So I was right still. A different orphan. Uh, And so then he's blinded by the salsa. And the guy's like, he took my chili and is, like, arresting him. And then the other guy's chasing him. And then they're running around the mall. And it's a little whimsical chase scene. Which is very poorly paced so boring and they he stops and sings a song (laughs) and all the tension is released yeah and they run by the police officers the Uh, fbi agents yeah and they're like oh the guy and then he gets so bad at their job he gets to the parking lot or not the parking lot the town square whatever (laughs) (laughs) basically a parking lot for people (laughs) <laughs> um, and he sings only night and we kind of get the theme of the movie here i guess because he's like remembering wrapping presents and like smiling at emily he's remembering bonding with mrs ortega and vincenzo and it's supposed to be like oh the sacredness of christmas is the Fam. bonds we have with each other the and love, then he goes and off script love. and reads a portion from the bible <laughs> <laughs> like the christmas special in glee uh and so he sings oh holy night and then people are like it's you santa and then but i don't know why he sings oh holy night he's still being chased like what the hell it would make sense if it was actually a musical but yes. it's not all the music could you imagine a more upbeat version of oh holy night while he's running <laughs> he's singing it oh holy night <laughs> the stars are brightly shining <laughs> <laughs> so he's so like I get what they were going for. Uh that doesn't mean it worked. Um so <laughs> I understand it, but I also understand that it doesn't work. So he so then the people are gonna attack him, and then he runs into uh the prop uh fire yeah. truck and that's clearly covered in lights, and then he just like jumps in. Heather Morris's character jumps in with him. She's like, I don't know what's going on. Explain. He's like, jump in. And they're driving at a snail's pace. Yep. <laughs> and the guy is like beating on the window, like, ah. Like, he literally is screaming in, in the window. Out. Which makes me think of a dream my sister had once when my brother was a Nazi and was chasing her and was doing this on the car as she was trying to drive away. <laughs> what the hell yeah um and uh so he's like banging on the window which makes no sense you're not gonna get something to fall out of the outside of your window by banging on it especially if it's a human being yeah and so and then he's like ah oh, and she's like damien what's going on and then she's like he's like I'm gonna get deported and he's an octopus. He does these little tentacles. And it's like this weird scene. And he's like yeah. having a meltdown. And then and because they stop for they stop because they run out of gas. And she's like, this was the prop truck that they used to deliver all the presents, you idiot. 
And then the guy, the priest comes out because while he's running away, he leaves the money in the church and is like, give those kids a good Christmas. And then the priest right, is like, yeah. oh, Damien McGinty of Celtic Thunder was here. And then he... <laughs> And then he runs out and he like grabs a candy cane or something and yes. beats the man and he falls I think that off. That was my favorite part. The whole movie. <laughs> the and priest does this? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, I missed that. <laughs> and so he falls off and then he's having the meltdown. And then Santa Claus is there, right? He like comes out. Well, the two the two hooligans get arrested by the terrible FBI agents. Yeah, Damien McGinty's on the ground, and his hair is being eaten by a reindeer. Yes, Dunder. But why did he thought Dunder? Dunder. Why did he think he was? He thought he was bleeding. He was knocked out or something. But why? I don't remember what. He like fell out of the car. He yeah. He thought he was bleeding, but it was reindeer slobber, as Santa says. It's I, like the the same weirdness that he was like, Fred is in the two suitcases. Yeah. Yeah. Except this time he was thinking that he was bleeding. And Santa is in this very like uh, community theater production of Chronicles of Narnia robe. Yeah, um, yeah. And he doesn't have a luscious beard or long hair or glasses. Hashtag not my Santa. Not my Santa. Hashtag Megan Kelly energy. Um. <laughs> no, no, not Megan Kelly energy. <laughs> I believe that Santa could be black. Uh, so he is like because <laughs> he's a fictional character <laughs> based he's off a like Turkish man. Yeah. Uh. So yeah uh what, what is happening um so santa claus is there but heather morris is also there yeah and, she's still sitting in the truck yeah and then santa is like you are the next santa you're my santa apprentice <laughs> whatever um, that means <laughs> you have a special capacity for he's caring. gonna be like a thousand some years old he's like and my knees just aren't what they used to be and i was like god i wish i had his knees then they lasted a thousand years <laughs> And you are going to train to be the new Santa and you're going to come with me to the North Pole. And Heather Morris is like, oh my gosh, Damien. No, what is it? Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, <laughs> that's so good for you. Um, and it's kidnapped by Santa. <laughs> yes, and they stare and they look at each other and they hug. And there's like, this was the most awkward. I. She kisses him on the cheek, right? No, I was, yes, yeah. I was expecting a kiss. I think everyone was expecting a kiss, even them. And then they but, didn't kiss. So what happened was they have this like tension and she kisses him on the cheek. And you think that's going to be the end of this sequence. Like, okay, she, he, she got a kiss. She kissed him on the cheek. Then they keep staring at each other. And I'm like, are you going to make out or what? This has like, the this this it's, has the energy of the high school musical franchise where they couldn't kiss. It's yeah, but it's it's just like they 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 shot it like there was sexual tension and then there never, was zero sexual yeah. tension. There was like nothing was sexual about this movie. <laughs> no, I don't think she was never but mind. I mean that to be fair, that's not what I came in came to Santa Fake for. Yeah, I no. came for the <laughs> But then you should shoot a scene like that. Yeah. I think like it's it's like they 
kept rolling after the scene was technically over and they're like uh i guess we'll just like see what happens and then they're like all right now cut after it's like super awkward i was expecting him to be like you know i've made some friends here in santa fe and i feel like i belong somewhere with emily and mrs ortega and vincenzo and uh, father esteban and, and he would have Ryan. to choose between becoming new santa or becoming an american citizen or at least getting a green card and i'm choosing real people and growing up as opposed to escaping into a childhood fantasy because here's the other thing he has resisted arrest he's stolen property he has stolen public property he was um helping a felon like so he they all, all this, so he has to escape true he can't I, yeah stay. i feel like he can't but but, that's like, he has I, to. but i but the theme of the movie is pointing toward what you're saying yeah like for sure it would make more sense like elf elf has to he retains his innocence and maturity but he or in, like his innocence but he has to kind of mature and like mm-hmm. adapt to a new world and yeah. like grow out of that similar to like enchanted you know yeah. we love her fairy tale energy but she has to kind of adapt and grow up a bit yeah um, and this is like the opposite this is escaping into the fantasy it's like narnia yeah. but they don't come home from to back to the world of world war ii they just stay in fantasy land forever yeah you know? they 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 lock the wardrobe and they burn it and they burn the house down and the uncle in it yeah like <laughs> cullen's like i don't know where to go with that <laughs> exactly just, like, just leave that there and keep going um, so i love but, throwing those curveballs but like so then it just ends and he's off with santa and he's singing jingle bells and and heather morris is clearly waving hysterically at the drone camera that's flying in the sky <laughs> yeah because there's like a shot of them like we're taking off but the sleigh is clearly not moving yes it's, uh, it's very yeah it because you can see the tops of the buildings above the sleigh so it's like they're trying to make it look like it's in the sky but they failed because you can see the building the editing towards the climax was the roughest because they didn't have the budget for like <laughs> the editor scenes. the editor gave up because <laughs> like i think the reason you were like wait the priest did that is because that was a very confusingly <laughs> yeah it was so there was so much there was so much happening but also so little happening <laughs> if that makes any sense yeah so then we just have like Heather Morris gets a ticket with Grizzly Airlines, which isn't a thing. To go to, to, Ireland, go to Ireland. Because she said that was the place she wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So she's uh, just going to go by herself because Danny McGinty's in the North fucking Pole. <laughs> I thought the ticket was going to say like a ticket to the North Pole. So she could go visit him. No. Santa Apprentice does not fuck. That's a rule. <laughs> It's Who said anything book. about fucking? No one. No one said that. <laughs> yeah, I even think like I don't even think Heather Morris's character was even really that into him. I think like they were clearly just friends. <laughs> she, the beguiling so... chapeau line didn't win her over. No. Um. So and then uh, they just Mrs. Ortega, Mrs. Ortega adopts signed. the little kid. Yeah, which I was like, why is it this the movie? Like this is clearly way more interesting. Yeah, and uh, then of course, like you saw that a mile away. Like as soon as she met that little kid, you're like, oh, yep, there you go. Because she's like, oh, we can be friends. It was sweet. <laughs> that it actress was. was great. Um, she did fantastic. 
the uh, the priest has the money to help the orphans. Um, Give them presents and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Except we don't actually see him giving out gifts. It's kind of true. The, he takes that money and does not give it to the children. He puts it in his pocket. Uh, That's me. Then uh, John Rhys Davies gets a piece of coal. But he doesn't get arrested? Like, they know where he is? Why don't they just arrest him? That was the strangest part of the entire movie. We go back to see him open a box that has coal in it. Yeah, because, like, so it says written and edited by, or written and directed by whoever. And then it goes to the scene, he gets coal, and then he looks into the camera. And then it ends. And I was like, why? And uh, he apparently his tentacles do not reach to the North Pole. So Damien McGinty is in the clear. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was that fucking movie. Um, <laughs> wow. I honestly hope you all watch it. Yeah, I think you need to watch it to understand the chaos that we just talked about. Wait, we should come up with a drinking game for the listeners. What would the best drinking game for this movie? Drink whenever you are fucking confused. <laughs> no, we don't want to kill anybody. Um, drink whenever he sings a song because it's clearly a musical. Uh, where only one character sings um oh yeah there is only one there is no santa baby (laughs) duet with heather so there's no way it could be a musical that's the sequel the the, she sings santa baby there's no sequel colin it's not gonna happen if it's writing it i'm producing the sequel oh god with with all the money we make from glee food (laughs) <laughs> the negative <laughs> however much it is per month that we pay for zoom and adobe uh very funny um, i don't know like honestly that's the only thing I, that's the only thing i can think of is like drink every time he sings and drink then- every time you see a child actor repeated like you see Doobie. the rich you see the rich kid but he's there again oh that that's a lot of paying attention <laughs> Drink every time there's a bad edit. Like, oh, yeah, you're gonna yeah. die. <laughs> but, like, but, like, the drink for every montage, every bad overlay, every montage. That's a, that's good, a one. good one. Yeah, every montage. I think there's gotta be like a hundred. I guess that brings us to Ta-ta-ta, Tina time. <laughs> Tina had zero lines. Glee. <laughs> Hashtag Glee hates girls. (laughs) Tina was not in this movie and her and her flappy bird energy would have been greatly appreciated. Um, Dare I say needed. (laughs) She could sing uh, Clay Clarkson's Underneath the Tree with Heather Morris. Yeah. Uh, And yeah. uh, So, okay. Okay. that brings us to MVPs and LVPs. <laughs> oh okay. yeah, folks, we're doing the whole thing. Um, my LVP was whoever the writer and director is, and then also the editor. Same person. Although I imagine they did their best with what they were given. It's always a bad sign when the the 
movies being directed by the same person who wrote the script not always but in the case of like these kinds of movies i want to say generally it's not a great idea having Uh, too much power in a collaborative situation yeah does not make for good cinema does not make for good cinema well i guess that's a good thing because this is a moving picture (laughs) um also emily for not screening her mall santa who could have been a pedophile can we just for a moment talk about the the line that he says to emily at the very end where he's like you did all of this and i was like what is he talking about (laughs) i don't know i don't even remember i'm forgetting it as we talk about it uh who is she your did nothing who is your lvp mine yeah i'm gonna go with the elf because he was super creepy and did nothing except for stalk patrick and then he like he gate kept those guys in the bathroom in the bathroom yeah and made them write on toilet paper mm-hmm a waste of toilet paper he took advantage of people who weren't very smart like that's mean that must be really nice toilet paper to be able to write on it true like that's some good toilet paper mvp owner of that restaurant (laughs) there you go (laughs) i'm my lvp is santa claus because he is like this child will be my apprentice but he doesn't adopt the child like he doesn't else. He makes him grow up as an orphan. Oh my God, I didn't even think about he that. He doesn't intervene. He has fairy godmother energy. Like I will yeah. randomly intervene at a time where I feel like- When it's convenient <laughs> for me. Yep. Yeah. Um, and- That's a good point. At least, I don't know, at least fairy godmother gave her something. She didn't just kidnap her and be like, well, you're going to go live in fairyland. You heard it here first, folks. Fuck Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> like, not not my Santa. This is not Hashtag my Santa. not my Santa. He is not, he's not Father Christmas. He's not Papa Noel. He is, or Père Noel, as the French would say. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah he just mm, i went to epcot at christmas once and i saw french santa quality memory um did he what did he say to you he he was in french no he was telling stories to people in french no oh why was he in france because he was dressed as the french santa dresses there's what does he dress like like in a robe so like Like the one in the movie no, like, like a, like better though. It was better quality. So, so like the one in this movie, but better with quality. an actual budget. Yeah, I also met Princess Aurora that day, and that was in her old costume. That was honestly kind of ugly. I like her new costume much better. Um, yeah. So my healthy piece, Santa, like Santa's supposed to help usher you through your childhood to growing up and like maturing. Like, he's not supposed to keep you in a suspended state of adolescence. Yeah. That's how I just, it felt like Peter Panning. Like, at the end of Peter Pan, Wendy goes back and she moves out of the nursery. At the end of Wizard of Oz, Dorothy comes home and appreciates her aunt. Like, 
Yeah, they grow up from the experience. Yeah, this was like deal with real world troubles and escape to magic land. I don't know if I call these real world troubles. Deal with whimsical real world <laughs> troubles. Yeah. Yeah, because if we were being hunted by people who actually wanted to kill us, uh, they would not be these dumbasses. The uh, uh, Home Alone villains. So who's your um, MVP? I wrote Mrs. Ortega. She was just such a sweet lady. She did no wrong. She brought what is probably the most powerful weapon in that fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah she was she was great and i i agree i think like at the end when she when she adopts that kid like it's really sweet but it doesn't really have anything to do with the movie so if the movie had done that better it would have been even better but she was great Alyssa, i um, i have to go with the the actual real protagonist of this movie which is draco malfoy draco malfoy <laughs> yes snotty kid his desire was very strong it was and you know what he delivered those lines way better than any other actor i'm yeah, sorry he might be the he better actor hand, the hands down the best actor in yeah. this movie mm-hmm so as much as I wanted to like Patrick, I like I characters whose superpower is caring. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't, he didn't struggle, other than the scene with the priest, like there's the Tularula scene and the scene with the priest where he was like, oh, tell me more. But other than that, like he does not show like a Lily James Cinderella level of caring. He, he doesn't seem like, like empathy and compassion aren't the first traits I, so I'm like, he's clueless. He's yeah. nice, but clueless. Yeah, like, he's very naive. Yeah, that's also, what I get. From he him. doesn't want anything else except to live. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have anything else going for him. He like, I guess he wants a family, but he's not actively pursuing that. No. So he doesn't want anything except to live. Yeah. Which like valid. I deal with that. But like... yeah, but like that's like a basic necessity. <laughs> yeah. You know um, what my main character wants? A yacht. <laughs> that's right. an elephant a real elephant a speedboat yeah yep. which is different than a yacht mm-hmm. um very clear i wanted to punch that kid so i, I don't support <laughs> <laughs> i mean i still wanted to punch him but i was like you know what i feel i feel something i do i feel i feel anything in this movie um but for my mvp i'm also doing mrs ortega i loved her it was sweet. I wanted her to not be lonely. And I guess she's yeah. not lonely at the end. So she'll eat meals now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank she you. literally says, You saved me from forced starvation to him. And I'm like, Are you in therapy? Hmm. Um, I recommend it for anyone, but especially for you, Mrs. Ortega. Um, yeah. So that is. Oh, so music. Hannah, what was your least favorite song? Danny Boy, it's not a Christmas song. I also don't really like the song. I think it's boring. I'm, I think that you're wrong. It's a Christmas song. It definitely is a Christmas song. <laughs> stop. <laughs> you're confusing me. Uh, but I guess it is fitting. Um, intelligence died in this movie. <laughs> Alyssa? Uh... 
you I can literally name any Christmas song and it might be in this movie because <laughs> I, I don't remember uh, I hated the song that he is singing and he's supposed to be singing it with the kids but none of the kids are participating I hate well, that could that. be a couple that uh, I think that's mine up on the rooftop yeah yeah I yeah. think so um Hannah what's your favorite song 12 days of Christmas sung by <laughs> Judd Nelson Jeff Fahey and whatever the elf's name was at IRL it was fantastic I in say... a different movie that would have actually been like a funny silly sequence yeah it would have been wasted Hmm. I liked the Tularoo song. That was a good moment. It was cute. It doesn't fit in this movie at all. It's not a Christmas song, but I didn't really like any of the Christmas songs they chose. Mm -mm. So, going with that one. I liked Tularoo. I'm going with Oh Holy Night. Um, like I liked the message it was trying to spend, even if it made. <laughs> It dispelled <laughs> all tension of this sequence. Yeah, I like knew from the trailers that he was gonna sing this song. Um, but the so you watched multiple trailers? <laughs> no, like back when this movie like was first being advertised on Facebook in 2019, oh. I would see him singing Oh Holy Night. But I'm like, is I don't know. I was I was just like, this is a weird place to put it, but okay. Um, yeah, so tune in the next week, as the French would say. <laughs> I don't think the French would say that, but sure. Before Just our... because you put lay in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you realize that means the. Yeah. The, the next, next week. <laughs> It's like a thing. I picked it up from your boy, Ryan. But I have looked your boy, Ryan. It'd be like, let's try, try. Um, yeah. Uh, so we're doing the ballot episode. So please vote. Um, next week is the ballot episode. Um, I think by the time this comes out, it'll be closed. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll post about it. Um and we yeah. can't wait to hear what you guys have to say yeah in terms of season four's craziness um but you can find us on instagram twitter and tiktok we are at gleeboot pod you can also find us on tumblr gleebootpod.tumblr.com you can follow me on instagram and tiktok at yourboyryan99 and youtube at yourboyryan my adele versus peppa pig video only has two views none of them are even me but please watch uh, you can follow me at a.m.swearingen. She said it too fast so we can dance. Yep, that was my goal. Wow, that's not very <laughs> Christmas spirit of you, Alyssa. It's not Christmas yet, Hannah. You're right, and that's why they should be playing Christmas music. Ooh, silence. I play it. <laughs> No. I play frozen Christmas music. A few days work. before Christmas and maybe like two days after and that's it. I can only listen to Christmas music when I'm doing something like relaxing and fun. Like I can't listen to Christmas music while I'm trying to work. It just doesn't happen. Mm. All right. Um, 
Tune in for the ballad episode, guys. We're almost done with season four. Yeah. This is the last part. Thank God. Oh, I... but then we have season five. <laughs> oh, boy. And then mm. six. Anyway. Bye. 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 <laughs>